May God's word be heard through him who is the word, Jesus our Lord. Amen. I recently heard a story about four friends who enjoyed an annual fishing weekend, a three-day weekend, up in the northern lakes of Wisconsin. They would fish all day, play poker at night, and get to bed by 10 o'clock in the evening, and then get up very early the next day and go fishing again. One of them, a man named Joe, went to bed earlier than the rest of them on the first night. He said he was exhausted. And within 10 or 15 minutes, he was snoring away in that bed, and they could hear him with the walls even between them. Well, one of his friends came up with an idea for a practical joke to play on Joe. They took Joe's watch off the dresser and reset the time to 4.45 a.m. Then they took all their watches and made them also 4.45 a.m. They took the alarm clock and set it to 4.45 a.m. with the alarm ready to go off in 15 minutes at 5 o'clock in the morning. They took off their clothes, turned off the lights, got into bed, and made them like they were sleeping. 15 minutes later, the alarm went off. They all got up and began to shuffle around the cabin, sort of grumbling like men often do first thing in the morning. One of them went off to make toast and coffee, and Joe just sat there in his bed saying, I didn't get much sleep. This isn't right. There's something wrong here. I, I must be getting old. I just don't know what happened. Well, half an hour later, they were out of the cottage, out in the boat, ready to go fishing. And Joe kept complaining about getting old and being tired. Every few minutes he'd glance at his watch, he'd say, what time do you guys have? One of them said, I've got 5.40 now. A little bit later he said, I don't understand this. It's not getting light, it's just still darkness. What time do you have? I've got, oh, about six o'clock now. Well, by 6.40 in the morning, which really wasn't 6.40 in the morning, it was 11.40 at night. Joe was really concerned. And he shouted out, shouldn't there be light? He started looking over in the eastern sky. He said, the sun's not coming up. I don't know what's wrong. There's something wrong. One of his friends said, well, who knows? Maybe it's the end of times. And he said, it's not right. There's no light. There's no light. The other friend said, well, it really doesn't matter. The fish aren't biting anyway. And about that time, Joe realized that he had a practical joke being played on him. And they say he took it pretty well, but it took a few minutes to get the oar out of his hand as he was swinging <laughs> at all of them. They were back in bed by midnight. So it was a short-term practical joke. With friends like that, who needs enemies? I know I don't. Yet Joe's words are ever so haunting. Something's wrong. It's not getting light. Look into the eastern sky. It's still dark over there. Something's wrong. It seems to me there are times in all of our lives when we feel that soul-crunching terror. Something's wrong. It's not getting light. There's darkness all around us. St. John of the Cross referred to this as the dark night of the soul. The dark night of the soul. Jairus, in today's gospel, knew something about this kind of darkness. 
He had come to see Jesus. He came to plead with the master. My daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she might be made well and whole once again. Jairus was a man in pain. His little girl was dying, and he was desperate. If he wasn't desperate, he never would have come to Jesus to ask for help. We're told that he's a ruler of the synagogue. His colleagues would not look favorably upon his approaching Jesus, much less inviting him back to his house to heal his daughter. In fact, they would have been shocked that he would have done that. He would have been humiliated and quite possibly ostracized from the congregation. But none of that mattered. He was in darkness. And the only place he could turn was to Jesus. Some of us can probably personally relate to Jairus' despair and to his darkness. For we too have been there at different times in our lives. Times of illness, times of the death of a loved one, a marital divorce, alcoholism with ourselves or our loved ones, drug abuse, or brokenness in many different forms for those around us that we care about in our own lives as well. There is a Buddhist legend from centuries ago in which a woman is grieving. She's grieving the death of her child, and she goes to Buddha to plead with him that he might return the child back to her. Buddha instead sends her on a very unusual mission, promising to minister to her needs when she comes back from this mission. She was to go out in the community with a bowl and to collect a single pepper from everyone in the community who would not experience grief such as hers. Just one pepper from each person in the community. She was mystified, but she was desperate for help. So she undertook this assignment throughout that day. When evening came that night, she returned, and her bowl was completely empty. Not one pepper in that bowl. But she was filled with understanding, for she learned that no one is exempt from grief and darkness in this lifetime. All of us find ourselves in darkness from time to time. And it's natural at such times to question whether the light will ever come back on again. Jarius was a man who was desperate. His daughter was dying. He had to do something about that. He was in total darkness. And he turned to Jesus. A Gallup poll found that more than half of all Americans who experience grief turn to God. They turn to prayer. They turn to scripture for comfort. And of those who do turn, 94% say they get some sort of results. Jarius was a man in pain. His daughter was dying. And there was nowhere else to turn 
but to Jesus. His darkness is like that of a man named Robert. Robert had literally everything. Successful career, a $32 million business. He was a developer. And then suddenly the bottom fell out. The recession hit, his business collapsed, and he was plunged into bankruptcy from great light into utter darkness. In the next three years, his father died, his father-in-law died, his wife became an alcoholic, and his daughter ended up spending a year in the hospital. And one day when Robert was driving home from the hospital, he just couldn't drive anymore. Stopped the car, he got out, and he got down on his knees. He said he prayed for help, not really believing that any help would come, but he did it nonetheless. He said when he got up, he felt something extraordinary had happened to him. He couldn't really explain it, but something had changed within him. For the first time, there was clarity. There was light. And there was a sense of peace in his life. He had not been to church in many years, but he started going back again. He began reading his Bible and saying his prayers. His life began to change, and he realized he had to begin to put his trust in God, not in himself. He had come out of the darkness into the light. When Jairus reached that same depth of despair and darkness as Robert, he turned to the only source of help that he knew. He turned to Jesus. And his daughter was restored to fullness of life and health. In the same vein, it is reported that during a retirement party of the Boston Celtic great basketball player named Larry Bird. Most of us, I think, have heard of Larry Bird. During this retirement party, his coach told of a diagramming a play on the sidelines with a the team there near the end of a game. And Larry dismissed the coach's diagram. He said, just get the ball to me and everybody else get out of the way. The coach looked at Larry and said, Larry, I'm the coach. I call the plays. You don't. Looked at the team and said, just get the ball to Larry and get out of the way. <laughs> get the ball to Larry. And then, get out of the way. It's a similar message to the one that we hear in today's gospel. When those times of darkness come upon us, when it seems that the light will never come again. Like Jarius, we have nowhere else to turn. Just give the ball to Jesus. And then, get out of the way. In doing so, we'll discover, as did Jarius, that Jesus will not let us down. Thanks be to God.